Hello, and thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hereabouts Asian American Midwest Radio. Hereabouts is produced by WFHB and Indiana University's Asian Culture Center. We ask critical questions about identity, culture, community, and shared assumptions. We air every other Wednesday from 5.30 to 6.30 in the evening. My name is Ming Wang, and today we are joined by Tree, a freshman at IU, to talk about how international students pass the holidays. So yeah, Tree, tell us a bit about yourself. So hello, everyone. My name is Tree. I'm currently a freshman at IU, and my major is like computer science. I specialize in AI and machine learning. So uh, I have been an international student for probably four years now. So my first year, I went to the, uh, it's called a J-1 visa, which is like the cultural exchange program. I was staying at Oregon. And my second year was in, this is a junior year, and I was staying at uh, in Arizona. And my last year of high school, which I stay in Connecticut in a uh, boring school. Yeah. Yeah. So could you tell us about um, what it's like, uh, I guess, just being international student over the holidays, since I know that, you know, you're going to be pretty far away from home. And um, and that's just just topic that we wanted to hear about. Sure. So I would like to tell you guys about my first Christmas in the U.S. So. I still remember it was like uh, my 10th grade, right? And I'm staying with a host family. So we stay in Oregon and for the break, my host family took me to the Newport Beach. And at there, we visit their grandmas, their grandpas. And then we also have what? Uh, a lot of food going on. She cooked bacon. She make a lot of like hams and also, well, well, for Christmas, but she made turkey because like it's a lot of people there. And what I'm actually like remember the most is like the night that on Christmas Eve, we able to go to the uh, church that we could see like seeing uh, the they reading Bible and preparing for the Christmas night. And over the night in the morning, we open the presents. I mean, I love that what tradition that people giving gifts to each other to like reciprocate or like just simply they just want to give a gift to another people I also got them some gifts and they got me like well because we stay in Oregon so they got me the which is the jacket I'm wearing right now is the uh Oregon University uh okay it's green right with the yellow it's green but right now they yeah yeah the ducks and then uh what else well, they actually gave me both of them, which is another uh, another university is called o- OSU, Oregon State University. Okay, the Beavers. Yeah. And what else? Oh, I like to uh, play basketball too. So they gave me the uh, the shirt of Damian Lillard. You know who's that? Yeah. The NBA star. And I love him the most. Like, well, I didn't watch basketball before I go to the U.S. And like since then, I just admire him. And, and I like Portland Trail Blazers a lot. And I say, like, during a time in the US, I, I got impacted by the culture and tradition over here. Yeah, it sounds like you had a very, I would say, a, a traditional experience. Like, when people think of, like, you know, Christmas in the US, they think, okay, well, it's gift giving, it's food, it's, you know, uh, opening gifts like Christmas right. morning. Um, so, yeah, it was, it's great that you were able to experience that. I think that that's not as common as it used to be but um 
Yeah. Uh, do you, what are your thoughts on some of the other holidays in the U.S.? Well, the second one that I'm thinking really interesting is the Thanksgiving break. Because mm. like in Asia, I would say that's not really like a uh, break for us. But for here, they actually have a week off and they have the day off to actually travel back to where they come from, going to their family's house that actually like what they enjoying their, their family together, hanging out, simply just sitting with each other. And I just like this experience. Like we could able to sit down to talk to each other, like what is going on. It's just a simple hangout that I would love to. Were you able to have like the big like turkey dinner and like mashed potatoes and all that? So I still remember that the first time I had turkey, it was so huge that we had. It's, a, it's a very big bird. It, it, it is. It is because I never eat turkey before. Well, you we usually just only eat chicken. Like turkey, what is that? Well, I don't right. know. Like because of what on the movies, right? They're gonna talk about well Thanksgiving. You're gonna have turkey. You're like okay, and then uh, what else? I have some mashed potato too and some stuffing. The stuffing is like one of like you know like the simple thing that need to add to the meals and and that's like one thing I still remember it like every time I'm going for that I need stuffing mashed potato and turkey. Yeah. So do you actually like turkey more than chicken? No. Yeah. Yeah. I like chicken more. <laughs> I, I, I don't think wings more. I want yeah. wings more. Yeah, chicken's still too good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I didn't actually think that. Vietnam celebrated Thanksgiving in any capacity. Actually, we don't have that. Yeah. Thanksgiving. We have like so Thanksgiving for you guys, like the day that you guys hang out each other and saying thank you to each other, right? Yeah. And for us, we have the Lunar New Year. Yeah. Same like probably your your parents would probably celebrate it all the time because you guys from China. So the Vietnamese. Lunar New Year is actually inherited by the Chinese. So basically, we've done the same thing on the first day of New Year. We will go to our family's house, cheering on them. And the kids usually, like, what I'm missing the most is, like, when I was a kid, I would able to go to other people's house, greeting them, and I would get some lucky money. That's like, uh, when you're yeah, a kid, the like, lucky money is, like, the most important thing forever, right? Yeah, um, yeah, in Chinese, that's like, yeah, the home ball. Uh, and yeah, I think it's like an inverse curve, right? Like the older you right. get, the less money you get. And really? that's kind of the shame of it. <laughs> I didn't know about that. Because like, since since I left 10th grade, right? I didn't attend any Lunar New Year anymore because of my education here. So uh, I don't know how much money I'm going to be receiving. But I'm I know for sure if you have a job, you're not gonna receive any money anymore. Yeah, that's true. Is that true? Yeah. But would you say what do you think about um I guess kind of the way the the American holidays are set up? Because a bunch of them are like kind of pushed to the back of the year, right? right. Like Thanksgiving, Christmas. Um, and there's not too much in the beginning. Like there might be um like a well, even Halloween's kind of in the Weird right. year there's like july 4th and um st. patrick day st patrick's day i like maybe like in chicago that's celebrated more but like i didn't 
I don't really know what we're doing for St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Maybe like yeah. Easter. Easter. Yeah, that's true. Easter. But like we didn't have a day off for Easter, right? Not really. I, I don't even yeah. like the university doesn't even give us that many days off. Like exactly. Because like for Easter, we only do is like calling the X and that's it. We didn't do anything much on that day. But I remember on on St. Patrick's Day. I still remember the day, which is like the 17th of uh, March, right? I think so. Yeah, because I, I remember that because my birthday is on 18th of March. So like St. Patrick's Day a day before and probably my the hometown, the, the host family, the first host family we staying over is like in the area with a lot of Irish. So they right. actually celebrate it in that town. Wait, would you say that you were in kind of a rural India, uh, well, a rural area in Oregon? Yeah. Or kind of, yeah, like how Always. many people were in your town? Mm, I would say it's a sub suburb. Okay. And it's 45 minutes to the south of Portland. Okay. It's, the town name is Sandy, and probably I would say the population is from five to 10,000. Okay, that's pretty small. Yeah, yeah, it's just a small town. Um, I know in like the smaller towns, they usually they're they're much more like I guess traditionalist. Um, and yeah, that that kind of lines up with what you said mm -hmm. uh, about your experiences. But um, yeah, could you describe some of the Vietnamese holidays, like aside from Lunar New Year's? Sure. So uh, as I said to you before, we have New Year's. That is like we call it is like the Western New Year. And then we have our New Year, which is the Vietnamese Lunar New Year. And this Lunar New Year is going to be next week. And so basically what we're doing is like we have a week off after that and another week off. So like basically it's just like you guys. You guys have two weeks off for Christmas, right? We have the same thing. Two weeks for Lunar New Year. And before the Lunar year, New Year is like seven days we have the days very special. It's like, uh, so we have the, the guys like, well, in our, what, Buddha, that he's gonna set, got sent back to the, uh, to the sky and like reporting like our, our, like our year. So we basically will bought a lot of fishes, the yellow fishes and release it back into the uh, rivers or into the lakes. And, uh, on the New Year's, as I said, we go and hang out with others. We, oh, this like special thing is about Vietnam is like about the food. So we have the first one is called like a solo cake, and then which is to represent the uh, the sun. And then for the uh, square cake, is going to be represented for the earth. So from like back in the days, we, we have that mindset like that. That's those things that need to go together, and we're gonna bake it, and we're gonna send it out for all the neighbors. That's what we basically we done, and yeah, that's mostly that. We okay. hang out. Oh, for the kids, we usually have some kind of gamble. We playing cards during the Lunar New Year because that's the only time like we sit down to each other and we playing actual cards. It's like what, uh. How do you call the cards in here? Uh, poker. We play something similar to poker, like U.S. in there. 
Um, are there a few uh, like more holidays aside from like Canada too that you were talking about? Oh yeah, there's a lot of holidays. So uh, we have the Independence Day and the uh, what we call is like the day off, the Labor Day. So it's take mm-hmm. place on the 30th of April and also the 1st of uh, May. So usually it come together and we usually have like four days weekend. So from that day, my family usually go to a beach, have like two, three days off and just simply taking a break from it. And for Independence Day, like most of the shop, most of the store, they're going to be like, what? They're going to be off because we're celebrating that. And the very special moment is when like most of the family, they're going to put a Vietnamese flag outside the house to actually celebrating it. And coming back to like later of the year, we have the uh, the another. Uh, so we have the Independence Reader Day, which is like, you know who's Ho Chi Minh? So he read like the Independence uh, article, right? The Independence letter or something. And we yeah, have that so. day. Yeah, the 2nd of uh, September, we have that day off too. And since now is the day, like internet is more viral and we could have a lot of like, well, we, we basically have Halloween, Christmas, like you guys. But oh, it's not, do. yeah, but it's not official. Like we're gonna have a day off, but we still celebrating it because like most of the uh, tradition come from America is come from those uh, English academy, right? Oh uh, yeah, they want to teach the kids the culture, and they just make it like it's it's really popular now. Like everyone know what it is, and on Christmas we we have a uh, Christmas tree on the street. Usually I, I go down to like, it's called District 1 of Ho Chi Minh City, which is like a central Ho Chi Minh City. A lot of people there singing Christmas songs and stuff. I, I mean, I love it. Yeah. Well, from kind of, do you think Vietnam has enough holidays or is it like just not enough? Because now that I think of it, the U.S. has a few major ones, but actually I, I don't know I, i'm kind of on the fence of if the u.s has too many or not so for you do you think u.s have a lot of holidays it's um it's not too much like like i'm about to you know start a job okay right? and i'm always like okay i want more days off so you know obviously i could say the u.s doesn't have enough holidays mm-hmm. but i think there's just not really that many major ones. There's maybe like, what, like five or six? Which I guess is a lot. So for me, as a student in the U.S., comparing to the student from Vietnam, right? I say U.S. has more holidays than us. Like just for example, we don't have a break like for Thanksgiving that we have like a one week off. And then for Christmas here, as a university here, your university student here, we have like what three weeks off, and then on a spring break we have another week off, and then you guys have like a lot, a lot of like minors such as like Fourth July, some Labor Days off, but like for Vietnam we only have the Lunar New Year to actually take like two weeks off. So I say Vietnam has not that too many days off comparing to the U.S. Would you say part of that is just like 
kind of the work culture because like when I think of nations like Japan, China, you know, or Vietnam, um, they work a lot, right? right? They don't really take that many days off. So right. would you say like they don't really want to take enough days off or is it just like there's not enough holidays? Like the governments need to make more holidays so that people take more days off. This one's tricky because it's gonna come from my perspective, okay? So I would say might be the reason that we, most of Asians are workaholic. So they spend most of the time working, even that's like on the uh, holidays. So for me, I, I usually work on holidays too, but like sometimes I need to go out, I need to hang out, like take a break for two or three days. But after that, I like go straight to work again. And I don't know about other families, but like my families, we are doing like, we have a small business. So basically what we done is like, well, because of the, if the, we, we, we have a business, like a shop, a small shop in the market. And if the market is like close, we're gonna close. But if it's open, we're gonna open. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So definitely. it might be just like what family culture then. Because yeah. I'm affected by my families because we we so we have a business and my parents work like from eight to five every day. And then uh on, yeah, on Saturday we working too, and then on Sunday we only have like a half day off. In the afternoon. Okay. My parents, um, they they also have like a small business. Right. They, they own a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think back in the day, they used to work a lot more than they do now. Right. But back in the day, it was like seven days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, the restaurant's open eleven until nine thirty. Yeah. But yeah, they all they also like woke up at like eight and yeah. stuff at like midnight. Um. But yeah, now they're kind of like on the verge of retiring, basically. Right. So they, you know, they don't even work Sundays anymore. And they don't. They, yeah. And they, they can don't. just take days off. Right. Um, and even though they don't really celebrate like Christmas or Thanksgiving, like they take those days off anyways, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I'm happy for like um, they, they, they get to get some rest and I don't have to work. So. Cause I I watch some YouTube's, for example, like a day in a life as a restaurant owner. And yeah. Like in Japan, I saw that that's way too crazy for me. Cause they working like because we open a restaurant right, even if it's open at like eleven a.m. You need to go to the market, get ready, open the restaurant, clean up everything, and and they close like the you as you said, the restaurant gonna get closed at nine thirty. But like you're not done yet because you need to stay there, clean up, making sure everything all right. And then you all finish at like 11 p.m. And then when you go back to your house, right? Like you don't have time to hang out with your kids, telling them stories and simply just like bonding, like family bond. Like that's the difference. Yeah. Um, I think it was fine in my case because my parents used me as labor. <laughs> so I, I was in the restaurant with them anyways. So that's good for you then. Uh, yeah, I guess so. It was, it was, it was rough. <laughs> but yeah, could you talk a bit about what you did this like winter break? So for my week, I went to California. And have you heard about Orange County? Yeah, Orange County. Yep. Yeah, Orange County. That's like LA, right? 
Or, or am I getting this wrong? Three, 45 minutes down of LA. So, okay. So, Irvine going up 25 minutes, LA go down 45 minutes. Sounds right. And then, uh, so that place is like, most of Vietnamese live there. We call them Little Saigon. So, Wyden, California, it's mostly, uh, I say in CA, the weather was weird down there when I was staying because, like, it probably got affected by some kind of storm or something because sure. the whole CA was raining a lot and it was cold too. The first week I was staying, it was in the 40s. And during the days, it's raining and it's in the 50s. And then most of the time, I couldn't actually, like, you know, I wouldn't swim too because it's been a long time. I didn't swim. And so they have a hot tub. And one time it was like heat, it hit 80 degrees. I jumped down. It was freezing. Like my muscle and everything. It was yeah. like, have you jumped in a, what, ice tub before? I've not. No, I'm yeah, just don't, don't try that. Because like my muscle, when it came up, it was shaking and everything. That's the worst thing ever. And then I'm able to go down to Laguna Beach. And then, but like it got rain a little bit, but like I like the scene anyway. And after that, I went to uh, San Francisco with my friend. Okay. Uh, yeah, we able to walk around San Francisco, see some buildings, hang out a little bit, drink a lot of boba tea there. I mean, that's my, I would say most favorite drink right now is like the uh, sugar brown, sugar brown boba tea. Okay. I like it a lot. I've heard from my international friends that yeah. like boba is not that good in the U.S. compared to the Asian countries. What I, I say so, but the uh, the boba shop I went to, right? Mostly Asian working there, even Taiwanese, because you know boba teas come from Taiwan, right? Okay. So well, Taiwanese, in that case, it's probably pretty good. So I have no complaint, you know. I mean, it's yeah. good. It's sweet. I like the sweet, and I love it. So no problem. Like, what do you think about like the prices when you went from Vietnam to the U.S.? Oh. Right? <laughs> um because like what like nine usd could feed you for how long like a few days a week how about we start with you first so as what asian american living in here right yeah when you move to korea do you feel you rich i did feel richer because exactly. of two things because the the exchange rate like when i went to korea was super good like like i, I felt like i was getting richer by the day because exactly. I was like I actually was getting richer by the day exactly um and secondly like I could um the prices in Korea aren't that cheap it's definitely not like Vietnam cheap right I would say it's maybe like 70 percent of U.S. price okay like, like about 60 to 70 percent of what it would be in the U.S. yeah mm -hmm. so for me so I'll tell you because I was in eighth grade, right? And that's like the first time I came to America on a summer camp. Well, at a time, I was like only 13 years old, 13, 14 years old. I had, I know nothing about money because like, well, for Asian parents, I don't know how about others, but for me, most of the time, my parent doesn't let me like actually like give me some large amount of monies. Yeah. Like the largest bill they gave me, I still remember. It's like what 
a hundred thousand. A hundred thousand is like four or five dollars comparing to here, comparing to USD. Yeah. So, you know, first time touching money and coming over here. Well, when I went to uh Georgetown in DC, do you know where's that? Yeah, Georgetown. Yeah, Georgetown. I still remember that. I went to the Nike store. I went to well a lot of store over there, and then I stopped by Dior, Dior store because I want to get something for my mom. And I look at like the perfume, right? Yeah. You know how much is like for the perfume? It's like seventy dollars, right? Yeah. And I converted it to Vietnamese dong, which is like what? Three, no, one, one million five hundred thousand Vietnam dong. But I want to get something nice for my mom, so I still go for it. Just seventy dollars one. I mean, nothing wrong, but like, yeah. that's one time, one experience like it. A lot of money that I use. Okay, okay. But um, yeah, like what are your plans for like after college? Like, do you want to stay in the US and find a job here or do you want to go back to Vietnam? So what I'm planning right now that I want to find a job in the US because right now I see that US is like the most developed, I mean most developed country, and they focus on technology side and which I'm into the most is like the meta company, the Facebook company. Right. So I love the idea about how to create a new worldwide web, which is like we call it Web3. Another like uh, so Meta is using is like another virtual site, and I'm into that. And I hope that probably ten years from now it will be booming, and I'll be one of the contributors to that program. Okay, so yeah, long term you want to work at Meta in the U.S. Um... Yeah. So like, what are the job like prospects in Vietnam, I guess, compared to the US? Like, would it be, I guess, hard to find a CS job in Vietnam? So what I'm seeing right now, because like, it, I would say it is the word crisis right now about jobs, since there are a lot of lays off about in tech, even in a lot of business career field. So I'm not sure about it, because like, exactly one year ago they actually say there's like a shortage amount of software developments even in the u.s and around the world so i'm not sure about the future but right now i'm just striving to deep into my field and then can you know improve my career later yeah so um could you talk a bit about like what influenced you like and, and like what do you see yourself doing in the future and kind of like what has caused you to go into this path? That's an interesting question. Because before this, I want to go to Purdue for chemical engineering. Oh, Purdue. <laughs> I, I want to say about that. Yeah. So because in my 10th grade, right, I took chemistry and I enjoy it because I have a lot of friends in there. I'm able to make friends. And I mean, I got an A plus in it. So yeah. what's wrong, you know? I, I mean, I know that I want to go to engineering. And at first, I didn't think about coding or programming at first. So that might be an idea to go to. And then COVID hits. I have to take a gap year between my junior year and senior year. So I stay at home. I have nothing to do. So I, I want to try something new. So this guy, he is the country head of GFT Bank, which is half a base in New York. So what the company is doing is, is all about the blockchain and the Web3 that they controlling all of the uh, 
finance and investing of people. And he's come from a CS background too. And he's kind of swayed my thinking about it. Like what language should I use and everything right, right now since like everything like using programming and technologies. And he's like, yeah, try this. You know what's Coursera? Yeah, Coursera. Yeah. So he told me like, hey, let's try take the course on Coursera and see how's it going. If you don't like it, that's okay. So I have time, right? I spend time on it, learn about Python and learn. Well, at first yeah, you have to see like CS is have so many like subfield in it. <laughs> um, Yeah. So if there's nothing else, I guess we can just wrap this up. So thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hearabouts, Asian American Midwest Radio. Hearabouts is produced by WFHB Community Radio and Indiana University's Asian Culture Center. We ask critical questions about identity, culture, community, and shared assumptions. We are every other Wednesday from 5.30 to 6.30 in the evening. Please stay tuned for our episodes in the future. This was Ming Wang, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode.